Nerds and Geeks to another episode of Goblins and Guidance. We are the Goblins here to give you all guidance. I'm Calvin, and joining me are... David. And Andrew, and we set out to answer D&D Reddit's most pressing of questions. <laughs> David, what does a turkey goblin say during Thanksgiving? Goblin Goblin! That's what they say. They're like, they're like Pokemon, where they repeat their, repeat their name. Uh-huh. They go goblin. So, so like you know, in D and D, right? They have the goblin language. Yeah. It, they just go yeah, yeah. goblin, 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 goblin. That's what they do. Speaking of racist. Pokemon, what about how Pokemon? we feel about Scarlet and Violet? I don't have the game. I, but yeah, the glitches, the glitches, just make it funnier. I've heard because they're I, not I've game heard breaking. It's like an, an actually good game. Yeah. Well, I heard that it could have really benefited from voice acting. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I heard that it could have benefited from not being made in like half a year. <laughs> that too. That you too. know, you know what every game needs? What proximity voice chat? Oh. Every multiplayer game needs that proximity voice chat, baby. Oh. Uh, not League of Legends, that's for sure. Definitely League of Legends. Definitely not League of Legends. Definitely of League not of League of Legends. Of Legends. Yes. There'd be a few funny words being thrown around. No, it'd be great. It'd be perfect. Okay. Okay. It'd be, it'd be so much better. I'm glad D&D has proximity voice chat. <laughs> Moving away from that conversation. <laughs> yep. So, what was, y'all's, what was y'all's Spotify raps like? Uh, oh, I did it. Look at it. It just dropped today. It dropped well, yesterday. Or yesterday? Was it yesterday? Oh yeah, it was yesterday. yesterday. Yes, yes, yes. I saw yours, Andrew. Yours is very Hollow Live. It's very. It's entirely Hollow Live VN. This is true. Yeah. Let me. Okay, give me one second to take a look at it. You guys keep talking. I'm guessing Calvin has like. Okay, let's guess. It's gonna be like Irish folk music. Irish folk music. And there, there might be a few. There might be a few weeb songs thrown in there. No, no. Calvin doesn't listen to weeb songs. But Calvin does. Calvin listens to Irish folk music. He listens to uh, Sea Shanties. I don't know if he does that anymore. And li- rock, yeah. yeah. And rock, and, yeah. And I feel like he listens to some mainstream music. A little bit. But I think his number Sorry. one will be classic rock, and then it'll be Irish Sea Shanties. My morning started off with sentimental, soothing, easygoing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I seize the day with bliss, un- fun, upbeat. Okay. To embrace the night with fun, funny, hey, silly. Hey, You're fun, fun, silly? Apparently. All that listening added up. Okay. In, 20, in 2022, your total playtime was 38,839 minutes. That's double my minutes. I I listened to Spotify before like going to sleep. That's okay. more than 87% of other listeners in the United States. Mm. Yeah. With That's one like, song, it was what? Love at First Listen. I played it 1,000. Oh. <laughs> I played 1,540 songs. Oh my god. But these ones okay. came up again. Uh, they're all Irish folk music. Okay. Right. Of course, of course it is. <laughs> I can't say anything. All five of mine were, feet, were uh, Hollow IVN. They made a so. playlist for me, my top 100 songs, plus one extra for fun. Dude, that's wow. so crazy. One artist sold my world. It was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only listen to the songs that I have in my playlist. So I think I got like 
What was the? I don't remember what my wait, wait. like title Who's was. The artist? You Who's know what's funny? My top songs are all in like Japanese. So I okay. Can't the High Kings was. I don't even highest. know what they are. He says. <laughs> hey, I know the second one because that's the only one I memorized. I was the top. I, I, know, I know the first one because it tells you. The second one is yeah, Odorico is... by Vondi. Which is from? From from Vondi, like the artist. Oh. And what was the first one again? What's your the number first one? First one is the. <laughs> apparently, it's the Osama ranking opening. <laughs> Oh the God. ranking of kings opening oh that one God. is good though that one is good yeah yeah andrew why don't you sing one of your songs for us all right so my top five artists were the high kings okay. uh, great big Celtic thunder gaelic storm and then ajr okay. so four of my five were all uh <laughs> irish folks <laughs> i recognize a total of zero but that's you don't recognize it. ajr no, no. I mean, they're pretty. They're pretty big indie. AJ, <clears throat> they were in uh, the Macy's Day Parade like two years ago. Oh, that was I, so crazy! I don't. I don't watch the Macy's Day Parade. Why not? Uh, actually, I don't have TV. What? Like, I just don't have a TV like service. At all? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I used to use an antenna to get like the public TV, so that's why sure. I only watch PBS Kids when I was little. Sure. I mean, PBS Kids uh, is fantastic. PBS yeah. Kids is great. I love that. What are, okay, let, let's guess Andrew's top five. So, number one is Maury Calliope. I'm not going to Artists or songs? Artists, artists. Artists. Okay. Is it? You saw it already. Why? What do you mean guess? I I, I, I am still guessing because I don't remember anything. Okay. Okay, number two, it's going to be Hakko's Veils. It's not Hakko's Veils. I... I I don't listen to that much. Oh, am I supposed to be responding now? You're gonna give all yes. five of them first. And oh, then okay, okay. Calvin, go. What do you think it is? I have no. I don't know what he listens to. I okay, so number him. one, my number one artist is Maury Calliope. You did get that right. Okay. Number two is actually Keita Haga, which is not a VTuber, but um, the composer for the FGO oh, music. Oh, wait, is seventeen up there? <laughs> oh, okay. Seventeen. No, I don't listen. To, no, I don't listen to K-pop. Okay. I don't Seven, listen to K-pop. Why are you mentioning it? I have I have BTS. Every session is like the okay. To be fair, seventeen is good and twice is good. Like they're both good K-pop. Yeah, no K-pop's good. I just don't listen to it on my own time. Uh-huh, the only sure. K-pop I listen to on my own time is Moonbeal's "Cheese in the Trap." Honestly, anyway, yeah, whenever we roll th- a seventeen, we go like the like the like, like the, the K-pop like... fan. <laughs> Okay, and then number um, three, number three this would was... be great for people who decide this is their first episode of us to listen to. They're okay, well, like, if this is your first episode, where's your loyalty? <laughs> so true. Number three is Takanashi Kiara. Uh, four is Gargura, and then five is Ninomai Inanis. Oh my goodness, that's Les's favorite. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right. Do you want to quickly give yours, or should we move on to D and D? All right. For me, I have yes. number one is Vondi, of course, the goat, best J-pop, J-rock, and uh, then we have BTS, and then Imer, then Radwim. You listen to BTS? You actually listen to BTS still? Apparently, it's their number two. I mean, I don't listen to them that much, but I guess enough where they're my number two, and they're they're good. Like people who dislike BTS, I don't know. I guess no, they just. I, I'm not. I'm not no. like one of those huge fans. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that BTS is. I'm. I 
old BTS is better than newer BTS, to be honest, though. Yeah, I listened to, like... Like, everyone only years. started hopping onto the BTS train once, like, the DNA album came out. Oh, uh, I mean... And also, yeah, that is also, just, also if, you trace, if you trace the digital footprint of BTS... <laughs> I might get flamed. Uh, I don't know if we have a big enough audience for me to get flamed yeah, for this, but... But if you trace the digital footprint of most BTS stands right now, it's because they came from the One Direction group. <laughs> they came um, from One Direction, that's why. Oh, you know, that makes some sense. BT yeah. Okay, Okay, I won't lie, BTS fans kind of scare me. Because like, they were because they were One Direction fans before. No, BTS. they're generally they're genuinely like one single hive mind that like can like <laughs> roll over anything they want. Like yeah. they, wasn't there like a thing a few years ago where like K-pop fans like hacked into something and then what? Yeah, no. something like that. Not that. Uh, I, I, Are they smart enough for that? Are they smart enough for that? Um. Well, they're Asian. That's racist. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Just because your agent does mean you, you could say that on this podcast. Aww. Well, you can't. Okay. I don't care. Yeah, I can. <laughs> hey, this is this is rated explicit for racism. This is explicit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <All right. laughs> moving to, on. Get into D and D. So uh, our first question yeah. from Reddit. Is posted by user the lockless picked five uh, e. So I'm running the Dragons of Ice Peak module from the essential kit for my family. It's going well, but I had this one problem. I know I'm going to have to address spoilers. I think so. When they eventually fight the dragon at the end, it is written that the dragon has no hoard of treasure, which I know is going to piss off my players. I'm thinking of placing a small treasure hoard somewhere in the range of three thousand to five thousand GP, plus or minus a few magic items. Is this too much? I'd hate to not give them anything. Well, no, the reward is the friends you made along the way. <laughs> so this is the dragon at the... I haven't played Dragons of Ice Peak. Sure. But, but the dragon is at the very end of the module? I guess, yeah, and then it says... um, They said that it's written that the dragon is no hoard of treasure. The thing is, like, I think in terms of player motivation, that comes like way before the very end like you complete a campaign for a reason that is stated long before the campaign is about to end you know what i mean so this is just an awkward situation i feel like in the first place yeah i don't i can't find dragons of ice peak um okay well spoiler alert gosh but um there's oh, a dragon fire peak that's that's probably, okay okay so i'm i'd say like uh and then there's also the question is, like, what reward would even make it worth it at all? Because if you never use these characters again, any reward is, any physical reward is meaningless, right? Yeah. So, uh, and you, so, you need, level. so you need your players to have some sort of motivation that isn't material, unless you are planning it, to use these characters again. Exactly. So the, the thing is, right, if you're not doing this campaign ever again, you get to the end, and you're like, the dragon has no treasure. And then, in real life, you each give them $10 for playing with you. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's real good. I mean, if they get mad at you, you can just not give them 10 bucks. Like, it's a win-win. 
I would say that that is like the hard balance, like because you need your players to have enough emotional investment to want to go through to the end. But if you're if you're leading them with material gain, like in universe, you need to keep using those characters for a long time. Then, because otherwise, those material gains in universe don't matter because the characters after the campaign ends will just collect dust. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm looking at at the book right now, and the dragon from Ice Ice Spire Peaks is a young white dragon. So it who just moved there is that the whole like background behind it is that they just claimed the snow capturing as its domain, and you're kind of driving it out as you do. So it it makes sense that there isn't a treasure because they the dragon hasn't had time to accumulate one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, I think if you were to do I'd, this, it's got to be very a very small horde, and I don't think I would include magic items because mm-hmm. it's not old enough to have been able to collect these magic items. Yeah, which is why yeah. you need some sort of emotional motivation rather than a material one. Yeah, yeah, maybe you think you can take the mm-hmm. king <clears throat> approach where you put a hot babe at the top. Well, the dragon is the hot babe. Haven't you learned from Shrek? Stop oh, it. And also that one game with the sword. Have you have you the, seen that oh, game? Oh, yeah, the one game with the sword. Oh, yeah, man. the one no, game no. with the sword. I it's know the, that game with the uh, sword. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's where you right? put the sword in the hole of the dragon. Huh? That's you know? a porno, David. Yeah, it kind of is, but let me look it up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you describing, David? I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to pretend I didn't hear those words. Hmm. Oh, it's just called Kill the Dragon. No, it's not. That's a different game. What? Hmm. Anyways, either way, I would do a small reward or no reward and keep using these characters. They're your family. You could force them to keep playing. <laughs> you could you know where they keep sleep. Playing. Oh, uh, the, the name is Deepest Sword. That's a porno, David. It's only... It's it's a free on Steam, yeah. What? Of course, it's free st- on Steam. Why are you still looking? Okay, what basically, is- basically, each time, so like, the the dragon, okay, has like a heart, right? And then there's like a a like hole oh, that I've, goes straight to his heart, seen, and then yeah. you like spin the sword, and each time you put it in the hole, it gets longer until you like get the heart at the bottom. Yeah, I've I've seen clips of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? That's a terrible See? Yeah, yeah, well, I, it's, I, I, it's I called Long Deepest Sword. Like, I was, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wasn't going to describe it in a way like you could get it right away. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Yeah, Moving all right. On. But My it's free on Steam for everyone listening. Yep. Uh, <laughs> My first question is from NZ8DRZU6. I, I don't know a better way to pronounce it. Help me kill a PC secretly. Rocks fall, you die. Oh, jeez, dude, my so bad. The, okay. So the party is level eight, and one of the cla- one of the players is disinterested in his character. We talked privately, and he wants his character to die and make this a surprise for the other players. The first problem is the party is too strong. They have a peace cleric who's protective bond makes it impossible to focus fire 
so an encounter that would kill him is highly likely to TPK. There's also a Stars Druid and Lore Bard who both have healing spells. The second problem is I don't want this to look set up. None of the encounters have... Uh, okay, none of the encounters have... Have so been unfair. If... None of the... it, it sounds weird. None of I the think... encounters have been unfair? I think they, so they, they, far they is, but is probably what they meant to say or something. Uh, so if an archmage shows up and casts power word kill from 65 feet away, it'll be obvious it was fabricated to railroad his death. The third problem is they'll never let him make the sacrifice. His vision is to save the party like a run, I'll stay here, buy you time moment, but the party would rather TPK than leave someone behind. Yeah. Okay, I the first thing that jumps out to me is they come across a hoard of treasure or something. There's a chest. Mm-hmm. Have make sure he opens it first, but when he opens it, it like sprungs like a curse or something. Mm-hmm. And then sure. either that curse will either maybe kill them on the spot or slowly over time, depending on how soon the person is okay with or how long it or rather, you know, just whenever that person wants to finally die. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they want this character to kind of be over with pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so it could be a... Yeah. I or, mean, a trap just like that does instant death is kind of like dumb. Yeah. That's wh- that's why I'm saying like a curse that does something to the character. Yeah, I was thinking that. Right. Like, I think that an idea of just like something you can't control is like... Mm-hmm. Like sort of like in a... Uh, that's spoilers. Mm. Okay. Go ahead. No, go for it. Okay. So Thor, Love and Thunder, Spoilers right? Spoilers warning. Spoilers warning. Skip ahead like 20 seconds. Love and Thunder, <laughs> Jane Foster gets cancer, okay? Yeah, we went and, over this I already. Mean, that's pretty. Did I, we did have already. Yeah, yeah yes. we talked okay, about this already. Well, they might be listening on a different episode. Re-spoiler warning. I think we anyway. talked about this during. We also talked about how it's something. not a spoiler because. Yeah. Oh, because oh, it's is... in the trailers? Yeah. No. But... Yeah, well, yes, and also because it's been in the comics for years and years and years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Anyways, go ahead. Anyway, the whole idea of just, like, dying slowly and can't do anything about it is interesting, but obviously mm-hmm. the character, the player wants to just, like, make a new character, so. Yeah. You know, when you put it that I, way... I have the care, an idea. I care, yeah. Huh. What if he did it just like straight up die. What if it was a like horrible disability that can't be fixed? Like a monster bit his leg off or something. Sure. And they, they can't heal it and he can't like keep going on as venture because he's down to one leg. What's he gonna pop over the BBEG? Oh, he just like straight up retires. He says, yeah, like, yeah. I used to be an adventure like you. I feel you like it's early knee. retirement. Yep, yep. Interesting, because there's there's the classic, because there is a thing of like if your character if you're not looking at character you can always say that that character is just done with the journey and he retires, but this guy wants to make that sacrifice and go out at a bang, uh, but without it looking like an assassin was sent to kill this guy. This is a very tricky situation, and I yeah. don't think, I don't think you're gonna hit all three of these problems and- like. Well, and go, yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. I I don't think you could perfectly set this up. 
And also, like, so, yeah, it wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. And also, it'd still be like railroading, basically, because oh, you wouldn't definitely. do this to anyone, right? Like, so. Yeah, it, it is going to be railroading, but you gotta, you gotta make it look like it's not. Is what's is what he wants to do. The problem is, it Another... would look like it's not. I mean, it yeah. would look like it is railroading because, I mean, the DM could do that to any other character, but why did he do it to this guy? Well, you know, he was, he was the one. Who, that's why I was what? saying like the. That's why I was saying like the treasure hoard of like opening the chest like. It, it was yeah. him that opened that, it. It wasn't that requires heavily uh, like the group dynamics and that too. who has been the one to just rush into treasure mm-hmm. so far. I know that uh, one idea that popped in my head. Oh, it's not great, but I mean, as a player, you're not required to tell everyone everything about your character. So you could have the player say, like, "Hey, yeah, since the beginning, along. since the beginning, I've had this disease that's been wearing me down, and I think it's starting to." You know, take its toll finally, or something, something along those lines. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, yeah, in yeah. his, or maybe in his backstory, he's there for a specific purpose, and then he finally fulfills that purpose, and now he's like, peace out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can be a like bomb uh, built inside of him the entire be time. Like, oh, oh my, oh my. <laughs> yes. Um, what he does, he's just like, oh, my mom got cancer. I got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but what if he's a rogue and he had the the edgy, you know, all my parents are dead. I met this girl online, so I have to move across two different countries to get to her. Sorry, guys. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, mail order brides in D and D, but reverse. Uh, I'm gonna go to her. Not what I meant, but kind of. No, like I meant like made, meeting someone like online, like yeah, from two countries away. Yeah, so like so PewDiePie and Martio. Best. Okay. Well, I've tried making it wholesome, but Yeah, you can't. Okay. okay. The world is a the wow. world is a stupid and scary place. Wow. Stay home, kids. Don't leave. Well, as, well as the DM, you can make Never it as stupid go and scary away. as you want. Never do anything. That's how you stay safe. That's like the antithesis of your character in our campaign, Calvin. What? What do you mean? Oh yeah, we we started a campaign. Yeah, we, yeah. That, that campaign we've been talking about, we started it. Yes. Yeah. You talking Over... about Clarissa? Yeah. Yep. Our princess is a, a edgy teenager. Kind of pissing me off. Yep, oh, she's wow. also she's also more badass than most of us, though, too. <laughs> I just I rolled good stats on her and I did it like I did it in the open so I wasn't cheating. You could oh, no, she's just cool. She's yeah, would she level cool. up at the same speed as we do? Yes. Okay. I mean she's been okay. in every fight with you guys. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, when in doubt, just do the classic rocks fall and only that guy died. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh he he caught his foot got caught at a bridge, he tripped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can uh, somehow split the party, do uh how Boromir died in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Spoiler oh. alert, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, spoilers for Lord of the Spoiler Rings. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You know Jesus dies at the end. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I feel like okay. That's not the end though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. 
uh, God retcons Jesus' death. That's that would happen. Okay. That, Anyways. Okay. okay. That, that, I, <laughs> it's I, you, know, you get it. Okay. David, David, what's the next question? I was making a. I was making a. Bible. David, <laughs> it's the next question. <laughs> okay. New player killed my character. Wait, did we ever answer that question? Yeah. Yeah, okay, we, we, we gave, gave answers. We, we, we gave real answers that would work. Okay. New player uh, killed my character wait. during his first session. You slash Beach Peach McGee. <clears throat> this happened a month ago, but I'm still mad about it. Some coworkers and I started an <laughs> online D&D campaign using Roll20 and D&D Beyond. We played every two weeks for about six months. Recently, one of the players decided to drop out due to some reoccurring schedule conflicts. One of our other players decided to invite his friend to join us. This friend claims to be a DM for a campaign and experienced player. Other players in this campaign have been playing for five plus years, so we didn't really want to take on a brand new player unless they knew the basics at least. So we start off the session with some role playing to get this player, new player accustomed to our characters. The introduction started off with my druid saving his character from drowning. Then we take off on our adventure and run into some bandits along the way. Now, mind you, our DM is pretty intense. Almost every encounter, big or small, ends up with someone unconscious or making death saves. My nice. character goes unconscious in the middle of the battle, which is already stressful because I know I'm going to have to make. That saves all the way through since I'm the only healer. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> this new player launches oh, a ballistic no. in my direction because I'm directly next to the enemy. I'm unconscious. He made a comment saying anything to the effect of, well, it's too late to save her now. And he launches it, and I take more than my HP level of damage. I'm perma dead. Everyone was silent. The dude just goes, dang, now I feel bad. Bro. <laughs> to make it even worse, he never returned to another session. <laughs> he just. <laughs> Nobody has heard from it since. The DM offered to get my character restored somehow, but I refused. I was kind of salty towards the DM too, and wanted him to deal with introducing my new character and everything. In the end, I decided to play my old character's sister, who is the Moon Druid. Now her spirit of healing appears as my old character, so that's kind of cool. Dude, I'm imagining like the Giga Chad meme, where it's like, I show up, kills PC. No, 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 no. That's not a Giga Chad. That's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. But it's so funny. Shows, it's shows just up, came in, launched a nuke leave. in your face, and said, "Peace." Yeah. Shows up, kills other player, leaves, refuses to elaborate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that, that's so funny, but also really dumb. Oh, definitely. Well, there's no problem to solve. That just kind of happened. Huh. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's not, really, it's not a question. Theoretically, that happened to me. What would happen as the DM, Calvin? Well, what? What do you mean? Okay, let's say Andrew can't play anymore, and so you uh -huh. invite like um Freddie McGee, right? And Freddie <laughs> McGee, he comes in yeah. and he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna team kill this guy because he got down, and he's the only healer." <laughs> of course, as you would. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, I'm I'm the only I'm the only healer, except we have a cleric who doesn't have healing skills <laughs> in our campaign. I mean, okay. They're, oh, that's they're so a true, though. cleric, so they're more battle sense than uh, like healing. But also, they have uh, wait, our bard has healing spells. I think that, that's true. He yeah. does have cure wounds. Yeah, but yeah. he's also a silvery barb's bot. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he used it like once. Yeah, it's not going crazy. You used it. He only used more after the spells once because he doesn't have that many spell slots. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> It's a bard moment right there. Anyway, <clears throat> so if, I mean, if someone I came it, in and team killed me, what would happen? I mean, you're dead. I, I'm not changing that. 
Okay. Alrighty. Like, unless the group had a way to bring you back to life already, I'm not, like, giving it back. Okay. So every retcon has to be in-universe? Yes. Okay, okay. I'm the kind of guy that if my character dies, I'm like, all right, so my new character is that guy's long-lost twin brother, and they're somehow exactly the same. Whoa! Oh, I feel like awful. I might. I feel like I would end up just doing that a lot of the time. Such a cliche. Whoa. I mean, if my character died, I would try and make a completely new character, but it fills the same role. Ooh. Like, if I my paladin died, I'd get, like... Lovely, like <laughs> a cleric, because <laughs> I'd still be a healer, but also not die instantly. Sure. Yeah. As you would. As you would. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't. I think if I were to make a new, if my character died mid-campaign and I had to make a new one, mm -hmm. I, I'm actually I'm not really sure what I would do. I think. You're, Here's the question, actually. Would you make a class that you just want to play or make a class that you think would fit the team? I think it's more fun to, like, to be a class you want to play than it is to, like, force yourself into a role because the rest of the party, like, decided to do something else. Yes. And if we get TPK'd, you get to make another character that fit that you want to play. That's true. And then everyone else has to, to fit the role into yeah. what you pick. I, I do think there is, like, I think AD group of adventurers can work. I don't think there necessarily has to be, you know, certain roles like, oh, we, we need a tank, we need a DPS, we need a support. I think sure. there is, yeah. like, items and stuff where, like, anyone can be almost anything. That's true. There's a nice, there's a nice level of like diversity to subclasses and stuff for that. That's almost true. Yeah, what I like a lot is like um some classes, some spellcasting, they could just like pick spells, and yeah. so if they need to, they could just long rest and pick cure wounds. That's true. Yeah. You yeah. could kind of like prep of like okay, we're we know the party's going into a dungeon, so I'm going to take get this spell, this spell, this spell. Yeah, um, like because like spell X, Y, and Z are very useful in close quarters, but um, spells A, B, and C are so are utility spells. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to the dungeon. We got to take purified food and drink, guys. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's fair, though. Actually, would that be helpful? What does purified food and drink do? It purifies your food and drink. Would be poisoned like you could just like kill a rat and purify it and eat it i guess so hmm. yeah because it purifies disease oh and you could eat like raw meat then. To drink because yeah you could like you could eat like raw chicken um but salmonella would be cured i i still think you would i would still make you roll a con check to see if you like throw up throw up or anything because uh, okay, even yeah. if it's not like poisonous anymore, it's still gross. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? It's as rare as it can get. That means it's juicy <laughs> and delicious. Oh god, that's true. No, 
right. Andrew, what do you got for us? Uh, all right. Our next question is by uh, Theater Mask. As a player, how do you roleplay more interactively and do less monologues? We're all new, and I want to help my DM with group engagement. He wants us to really think about how our characters would react, think, feel, etc. to stuff, especially never-before-seen things. My problem is that all of the above just end up becoming monologues when I think about my character. We run a smaller party size, and we have that we have one that is the simple me smash character, another that is the quote I want to be secretive about myself. <laughs> I've tried to do quick my character's feeling X because this is Y to not eat obsession time, but most of the time others react to situations as K. Definitely want to help since my DM is putting in a lot of effort as it is everyone's first time, and I want to show my appreciation. Uh, yeah, that's that always ask what the weather is. They're like, they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like we killed a guy. Oh yeah, and the weather's pretty nice too. I think how's the weather? Yeah, you can always like in any sort of downtime or like travel scene, uh, strike up conversations with your party members and try to get to know their characters more. Uh, and if they just try to give like short little answers, just keep pressuring them. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Don't don't let up. Be a good interviewer. It depends on your character, though. I guess yeah. like you could just have a D and D party of like all introverts, and they just like sit in the cart. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> and you just go, and they're like, <laughs> and then and then the princess, she's like, so uh, what do you guys do? And they're like, we're adventurers. And she's like, okay. <laughs> that sounds horrible. No, you have to make it funny. You have to like, but the people like themselves have to be like. Normal people. Okay, to be fair, your player has to before your D and D character can be extroverted. I feel like your player players have to like know how to talk. Yeah, I yeah. I think you also need to like know the group better for any like actual role play session. That's true. Because it is, if it's a like a brand new group, you guys don't really know each other outside of this. It's very awkward um, and uncomfortable to kind of like open up through role play, mm-hmm. um, and you're kind of like constantly worried about I'm I'm going to say the wrong thing and this is going to be awful. Uh, but That's like, why it, it, when you get more comfortable yeah. with people, it gets easier to role play. I think. That's why yeah, when I was making true. my group here, like. I met with everyone first and we all hung out just as like a quote unquote session zero just to get to know each other and be comfortable with each other and it and then first session went swimmingly because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go get a drink. What? What? Huh? Get a, get a drink. Get, get, get some of, suds with your buds. Of of water, right? Yeah. That's what I drink. I drink yeah. water. I drink I, monster. Calvin does love his monster. Okay. Isn't isn't monster disgusting? The think... zero sugar is fine. Okay, I've had Red Bull, not not a lot. Red Bull, like half a can, but like it's not bad. I like it. Does it taste the exact same as Monster? Okay, well then, energy drinks don't taste that bad. I mean, some of them taste awful, but like, okay, most are fine. I don't think I've never had Red Bull or Monster. Yeah, I don't ever drink. Not energy drinks like ever. All right. I only drink water. You should make an energy drink in D D and it just gives you plus five to initiative and and you yes. don't need a long like okay, your long rest can be five hours and you still get the benefits. 
kind of broken. Five hour energy and D&D. Five hour energy and D&D. If you have five of them, you don't need the long rest at all. Because you just stay You will eventually die. But like, it's yes. it'll be fine. You, no, you get levels of exhaustion, except it doesn't yes. kick in until like level five. Yes. So like you're like completely you, fine. You like you crash afterwards. Yes, and you get all oh, this exhaustion. Yes, yes. your exhaustion yes. just builds oh up God, yes. until like until like level four, and then like hit point maximum halved. I'm so glad we're recording this, else. or else I would have like I would instantly forget after That's <laughs> this <true>. conversation. <laughs> I feel like yeah, we've definitely had this idea, but with like help before, like death stance, something like that. Yeah, and another okay. But yeah, do it, Calvin. Let's see it. Wait, Japan well, okay. won again? I gotta introduce this. Like... Japan won. Yes, Japan won against Spain, dude. It was o one for like almost the entire game, and then they came back second half. Oh my goodness, dude. Japan's what? Japan's moving on. Germany's out. Out. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it's the blue lock buff. It is. Anyways. No, for real. Oh my goodness, that was so cool. <laughs> Anyways, our next question is from Oversexualized Tink. Huh? Uh, I need a blur. I, I recognize that username. I think we... we, we, we they think probably we got the Oh, never mind. Before. I misheard Tank. What? Did you what think it was Tink? Oh, wait, no. That's a, that's a slur we made up in, in D&D for... I was going to say, we, we, made, we, we made it, made it made up. That up. Okay, my yeah. bad. My bad, guys. My bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, they ask, I, mean, I, I need you. a reason to have more than seven dice sets. You don't have a... Please, no any reason is good. I just need one no, that helps no. my parents understand the need no. for an eight dice set. No, there is no good reason. There is so, every good reason. So there is no dice good is reason. Life. There so is the, no good reason. The reason You need all the dice. That you don't have a life, so like you spend all your time on D and D and your money, and you don't even yes. want your money actually. Like your money, it could be used on like food or stuff, but no, you just need an eighth dice set. So like, there's nothing better to spend your money on than an eighth dice set, right, Calvin? Dice is all you need. <laughs> you don't need food. You don't need water. You don't need sleep. You need dice. You don't need dice. No, you, you, you don't need, need dice. You do. Dice you I'm getting a new dice set for this campaign. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, uh, okay. Draco Druid commented on this one. Fireball requires eight d6 at minimum. That's a good reason. You need that eighth uh, d6. But also, if you ever cast it as a ninth level spell, you need fourteen d6. So there you go. You need fourteen sets at least. No. No, yes. you don't. No, yes. you don't. No, you and don't. Obviously, so what happens is you get a set, then you keep using it until it gives you that nat one. Then you throw that set in the corner because it's been a bad little boy, and you buy a new set. No, you don't. No, yes. not, no, no. Yes. yes, this is how life works, Andrew. No. Yes. Um, I need more dice. Yeah. No, I you don't. Has, yes, I do. No, you don't. I do not have to. No, you don't. This I've is seen, a PSA. This is I've a PSA seen, for all dice goblins. Yeah. You don't need more dice. Dice goblins unite. Dice goblins and anonymous. This, this is no. This, this is anonymous. my. So why are you guys all in here today? The, this I is my my eighteenth <laughs> dice set. This You're is my announcement 18. that I'm running for um, <laughs> president of the dice goblins uh, association. There's an association. There is now. I guess Calvin's founding. There's there's people with like 
Oh my goodness. I mean, you guys, you I've guys seen, need, like, I've seen TikTokers who have like tubs of, of just dice. Oh. 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 That's what I aspire to. Good dice sets cost a lot of money. That's true. Yes. Well, I mean, clearly. So that's why you like slowly build up your collection. You don't do it all at once. Yeah. Yes. I think like my Christmas this this year, like my relatives were asking for it. It's like half at least or dice. Really? Yeah. That's that's <clears throat> I'm okay. I think metal dice would be I, I want a set of metal dice at least. Metal dice are nice. Yes, they are. See, now you got me looking into Amazon and stuff like Etsy looking for dice. Yeah, yeah. I could Darn I could you, show you Calvin. a couple good shops on Etsy. Darn you, Calvin. Oh. Okay. I've already corrupted Alex. I gotta corrupt more. Alex? Who's Alex? Or Alec, my bad. You come on, Calvin. Ah, come on. <laughs> Ooh. Anyways. I like this next question. Anyways, the point is you don't need more dice. You do. Don't, no, you don't. Andrew. Andrew's a fool. Wait, who's whose question is next? What? Who's Yours. Mine? Okay. Yeah. I I see. Sentinel. No, it's not it's not the feet. Okay. No. Alright. Player wants a sentinel shield as a necklace. Is this balanced? The player uh by U slash W I S excellent. Wiz excellent. The player in question is a Ranger Rogue. They want a homebrew <laughs> item very similar to the Sentinel Shield. Gives advantage on initiative and perception checks as well as granting plus one AC. They want it as an uncommon item that doesn't require attunement, arguing that the Sentinel Shield is an uncommon unattuned item. That grants those benefits, and that the reduction from plus two AC to plus one AC is enough to make it balance. I point out that the shield's AC came from it being a shield and not enchantments, and that the bracers of defense, which offered plus two AC when unarmored and not carrying a shield, are basically a hands-free non-magical shield, and those are rare with attunement. Similarly, yeah. the animated shield is literally a is a literal hands-free non-magical shield that's very rare with attunement. It seems logical to me that a hand-free magical shield, as this would be due to the advantage on initiative and perception would therefore be at least very rare uh be at least be would therefore at the very least be rare and would certainly require attunement even with the reduced ac bonus perhaps more importantly i argued that there aren't any items in the game that boost ac without requiring an equipment slot attunement or a free hand that's for good reason too hypothetically a player could acquire five or ten of these un uncommon amulets and raise their ac to stupidly high levels because there's no rule against wearing several necklaces at once what do you folks think yeah. would be balanced to offer an item like this no you should get rid of the ac i say hell no <laughs> yeah like even if it is giving them free ac uh it's also a fact of freeing up hands which means they could not only will they have, not only will they be moving faster, uh, seeing better, being harder to hit, but they will deal more damage because they're going to replace that shield with another weapon. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's and so they, many additives for a uncommon item with no attunement. It's got to have that attunement at least. Yeah, it's got to be. You got to put a cap. I on think. That or else no, I think as I, honestly. Um, as written, the advantage on initiative, wisdom, 1AC, I think all of that is valid if it's attunement and also, like, very rare or higher. Yeah. yeah. 
but like, not un- but not... not uncommon no attunement for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like the fact that Citadel Shield gives a plus two a two AC because it's a fucking shield. All basic shields give the plus two. Yeah. Like that's yeah, not that's the true. magic part of a ma- of a Citadel Shield, but this that's is true. entirely adding a plus one AC because it's magic. Yep. Exactly. So it's it's definitely more rare. It definitely needs a two bit, or else people are gonna be fucking broken with this shit. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like saying like, oh, here's a ring that's uncommon, gives you plus one AC, and you and the thing is like you can put ten rings on, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you need a slot. Like even the what is it, the cloak of defense or whatever gives a plus one AC, but you have to wear it, right? You can't wear yeah. two cloaks at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're gonna give it to him, you're gonna nerf it to the ground. Mm-hmm. Or, well, nerf it until it's balanced. Yes. Yeah. Wait a while. You know. Yeah. Because I, I doubt they're at the, the level of where they deserve this. Yeah. Well, 100. Well, yeah. maybe, but yeah. It might be. I don't know. I like magic items. I want a magic item. Hint, hint. <laughs> nudge, 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 nudge. Uh, we'll see what day. Ooh, I, uh, I gave everyone a magic item. I don't know what you're talking about. No. Yeah. What's mine? Did you mine, get the special helmet? Yeah, mine's just fancy. <laughs> I just have a, I just have a regular helper, right? Is it magical? Has it been magical this whole time and you I don't know? think so. I think it's just a regular one that's like Calvin Calvin. Is his halberd supposed to be magical? Andrew, what's our next question? <laughs> oh, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like oh, at the last no. second I'm about to die, like it like shines with holy radiance, like, oh you do not die. Calvin, why'd you delete uh, cock and balls from the question sheet? Why'd you <laughs> Say that out loud. Andrew, what's your next question? All right. Next question is from the man in the chair. Uh, what would be a way that a female half orc would flirt slash a romantic interest towards a character? Essentially, I'm using this uh, Link wonderful fighting pit idea in my homebrew, and I'm going to have it overseen by a male tiefling who does the bookkeeping, promoting, and organizes the fights, and a female half orc who is the announcer, commentator, owner, maintains it, and sources the monsters for the fights. My idea was that I was going to spice it up a bit by uh, by having her essentially showing romantic slash flirtatious interest in whichever member of the party is the clear leader of the fight slash does the most damage with with consent from the player themselves, of course, beforehand that she can interact with their character this way. At the end of the day, I don't really know how a half-orc female would flirt, and I don't think it would either be giggling, brushing hair back, or body slamming the person in question and demanding that they go to bed with them. But somewhere in the middle. Not sure where, though. I'm just thinking about her coming on strong and being really evident about how she felt and their specific performance, and maybe even being a bit touchy-feely. Would that work? Any ideas? Thanks. The re- Honestly, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I think people try to like generalize or stereotype both races and classes in D&D too much. That's true. Like just because you're an orc doesn't mean you're like a ravaging monster type person. Like no, you're your own person. You're not you're not not forced to be like there is like like yes your like yes your race does have tendencies. Cause like, like your, ra- your race does have tendencies, yeah. but that doesn't mean you're defined by those tendencies. 
it's like you're not defined by the but also it is like a cultural thing of if you were raised with these values you're more likely to you know exactly play them yeah so it, like, it depends on like what you want this character to be entirely my yeah. initial thoughts uh have you ever played the game marvel's galaxy guardians of the galaxy of course not no okay I've it's a great game movie. you should check it out i've watched the movie <laughs> i've watched the movie that's based on the game no, no, no. <laughs> this is very different from the movie but there's a character in it um called lady hellbender who like flirts heavily with drex in one scene and it's it's, it was a while ago that I like played this, so it's it, I'm having a little trouble remembering. But it's she's like an aggressive type of uh, flirt flirtatious, while still keeping like a pretty good uh, demeanor because she's like the queen of this planet. Sure, sure. So it's it's a good mix of like elegance and um, brutality almost. Yeah, I, yeah. I would definitely suggest looking uh looking that up mm-hmm. for this. Yes. But he I said- think I think what the this person put forth themselves as the as the coming her coming on strong and evident about how she feels or whatever. I think that's fine. It's just that just don't feel like you're restricted by a character's race to act a certain way. Like yeah. Yes, you have yeah. you have the tendencies, but don't but don't be defined by them. Yes. Yeah. Sure. That's that's good advice for real life as well. Don't be restricted by your expectations, viewers, listeners. Okay, be who you want to be. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is coming May fifth this year. You mean next year? Marvel, if you want to sponsor us, reach out. Yeah, oh, year. happy December! Yeah, okay. it's December first, baby. Oh, did Guardians of the Galaxy get announced earlier, or is this? I don't know. Honestly, I've not been oh, keeping yeah. with Marvel. Yeah, like they yeah, can I've announce got like the five, and I, I do not care. <clears throat> yeah, like I'll just yeah, see it in the theater, and I like decide do I want to see it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, this wasn't really planned, but uh, my next question is from the same person as my first question. That's so crazy, dude. It is, it's a, just a weird coincidence, because I didn't pay attention to usernames. Of course you didn't. <laughs> I That's really so didn't. mean. Don't judge me. Okay. Can Phantasmal Force impose conditions? For example, creating the illusions of chains binding creature so it believes itself to be restrained. Or the illusion of a helmet with no eye holes, so it's blinded. Uh, this was a poll on Reddit. The majority of us said it was the DM's call, uh, but I would say force. yes. I well, I agree. I I say yes because the phantasm includes yeah. sound, temperature, and other stimuli. So just yes, right? I I think there's like a limit because it's it's not actually affected that by it. it's just a mental thing, but uh, it would behave block. as if it was afflicted. So I think like behavioral wise, if you 
did it blind, it would like move weirdly, but it doesn't have the actual condition of being blind. You know? Okay. Well, it says here like it's really like the target 100% believes the spell. Like if you mm -hmm. walk into a fake bridge and fall off, it's not because it was fake. It was because like they slipped. Yeah. Which seems kind of broken. And I feel like, well, not broken, but like. Well, it, it, it is. It's, it's only a second level illusion. I thought it was higher it, level. It's not broken, but. No, it's it only second level. I completely yeah. believe it. So like, I'd say that it is the DM's call. But yeah, like in most cases, you can do real stuff to people. Oh, yeah, totally. It's a fun spell. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that Alec should take this hint in. Hint, hint, Alec. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, if I had the spell, I guess it's, like, a helmet with no eye holes is, like, an interesting idea. It is yeah, they, kind they, of like a Green Lantern's through. ring where it's it's only limited by your imagination of the spell. Yeah, so, okay, what would you do? I would... I would make a truck and make them think that they got hit by the truck so that they would flinch. And, you know, in Pokemon, when they flinch, they lose their turn. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> it's Truck-kun from all, all your favorite isekais. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And oh, they get hit by the truck, then they get transported to a different world, but it's all in their head. Oh, that's an entire campaign in and of itself, then. Yeah, kind and of then, and then you start an old whole campaign. It lasts like two years, and then they die in the other world, and then they come back. Oh, <laughs> yes. And then you just resume the other campaign. Honestly, oh honestly, this is a someone needs to make. Make an isekai. Like, me and my friends have been talking about this. Well, like, we make an isekai anime, right? Right? Mm -hmm. Except except they just get hit by the truck. <laughs> That's it? They just get hit by the truck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounds like one episode. It's only the first five minutes of an isekai. That's, that's the end. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> okay, okay. What's the next question? Your question. Yep. Is talking about player hit points considered metagaming? That's a good question, actually. Uh, by <laughs> you slash Uh During a long combat session I was playing with my group, I asked how many hit points one of the players had. They looked at me and shrugged their shoulders. When knowing the hit points of other players during combat be considered metagaming, I was thinking about helping their character with healing. I suppose that the characters in the game don't actually speak to each other about their hit points, but rather their wounds or inflictions of damage they've endured from the enemy. Some thoughts on this would be greatly appreciated. I personally consider it metagaming. I don't... I discourage it at my table, but I don't, like, yell at people for doing it, you know? I was gonna say, we talk about our hit points all the time, and I haven't seen you emote to it at all. I don't, I don't like, would you guys do okay. it, but I don't stop you either. From now on, we're gonna ask, on a scale of 1 to 14, what is your pain? <laughs> what is your pain? Yeah. Zero, zero is you're dead. Fourteen is you're perfectly fine. Personally, I think players, if you wanted to go realistically at it, should do some sort of like maybe a perception or a medicine check to like see how hurt another player is during their turn. Yeah, and maybe that's that like a free action or something. Though. But like that, would, I 
if I ran, if I was a DM, I would just. Or, I, would, I would do the thing where, like, you know, we ask you, oh, how does the monster look like? And he's like, oh, he's really hurt. Yeah. 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 Honestly, you, Calvin, you can just, like, say no numbers, but you can say anything else. Mm-hmm. You know? That that would work. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But, like, raw numbers, I think, is metagaming. It's, it's why I don't, um, it's why I'm no longer having you guys roll death saves because then you know the death save so it changes how you guys behave and act um you should let us do perception checks to like see if someone's like choking out or something oh no definitely if you guys like take the time to actually like check out how they're doing i would tell you okay like now i would tell you like exactly they have two fails and one success but i would tell you like how they're doing if you like take the time to look okay okay but it, it's not it's not a turn though you're just like looking at him i it depends on like how intently you're looking at them in my opinion i either way i don't think it would take like a full action but it might be like a bonus action okay it could be your free action maybe yeah so like you can't pick something up or ah Ah, uh, this is this is too complicated. Uh, too, <laughs> too big for my small brain. We're moving on. <laughs> I would I would say as a DM, I like to ask. So, how much health you got as a scare tactic, not as like a mm-hmm. metagaming a thing? I just like to oh, say it me. as a scare. Oh my goodness! I, I just like to do well, it as I, a scare tactic. Yeah, because I'll, I'll say like, too, so uh, like... how much health do you have? And then I'll give them like a little glare, and then like a smirk, a evil smirk, and they'll be like, "Why? <laughs> what did you just I'll, roll?" <laughs> I'll do that too because, like, when we were doing combat the other week, like I was keeping track of everyone's HP, like including you guys. Um, I was also keeping track of AC. I already knew your guys' AC, but I kept asking, like, "What's your AC again?" Yeah, just because I like that'll freak them out a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if the, okay, if the monster you're fighting is intelligent, it would, like, target the weakest people first, and just, like, try and get them out of the fight, and then Mm -hmm. just move on. But, like, depending on the monster, right, like, okay, if I was the monster, like, like, if I, like, played optimally as a monster, you would, like, knock each player, but then you wouldn't spend another turn to finish them. Mm. It depends. Um, it depends on the yeah. It, it depends on like what type of fight because if it's like a big group fight, then it's kind of okay. Of like, okay, all my friends are gonna be like taking care of the rest of these. I'm just gonna finish this guy off, um, just because I don't want the chance of him coming back up. That's true. That's true. Uh, or if you're just like a wild beast, like I would also be like, I'm gonna eat this. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, a wild beast would still like protect itself before it eats something again it depends on the creature and on what like it's doing and the reason why it's fighting yeah like if you're fighting a sweaty wraith mane then uh they'll finish you off right away yeah and then if they get knocked they'll just end themselves apparently mark gets it makes sense to me (laughs) all right moving on yes all right. 
my thing will load. Our next question by user Dark Side has cookie. The dark side has cookies. That's why the dark side is better. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> what? Enticing players to use swords how they were historically, as a sidearm. There's nothing inherently wrong about swords being a fan favorite, but as a matter of taste, I am looking for ideas on how to entice players to relegate the sword to a sidearm slash back a weapon, as was generally done historically. You might see a knight or noble carrying a sword around as a defense as a defense weapon slash status symbol in their day to day, but on the battlefield, the primary weapon would be a spear or other polearm of some kind. To be clear, I would prefer to make spears slash polearms something that become tempting options to the players by making them better, not by nerfing the short slash longsword, and would prefer to do so without making them use up a feat such as polearm master. Some ideas give the spear the reach property or allow an attack of opportunity if an enemy if if an enemy moves closer than the reach of the weapon, i.e. Making closing to five feet with a polearm barrier, we order a risky business. Anyone have any others? <clears throat> um, uh, I mean, polearms are already like just as good as swords almost, but like swords just do more damage, which I feel like is the what would make sense in game. Like in in a game, makers this thing short, but they're trying to go for a more historically accurate um, right. thing. And historically accurate, swords are not common. Yeah. <laughs> they're, well, they, it's they're... a lot of metals and materials that are extremely expensive, while pole arms is a wooden stick that's Honestly, cheap. Just, a little bit of metal at the tip. Just make swords uh, rare. And yeah. then, like, have them yeah. break their weapon with a bad roll and, like, mm -hmm. just make them use a spear because it's cheaper. Yeah, Boom. you could make pole arms and stuff cheaper make swords rarer, um, start having enemies use pole arms and reach weapons more often. Yeah, because that'll force you to use it because yeah. then you both have reach. Yeah, because if, if everyone else has reach, they're all going to be at an advantage because they're all farther away from you so that you'll be forced to use it too. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cool. Cool. I, I'm, I'm kind of su surprised that Spear doesn't already have the reach. Right? Spear d d Yeah, I guess it's just a melee weapon. You throw yeah. it. Cool. I think it's because the, we have the Spear and the Pole Arm. And they wanted there to be an actual like difference between the two. Yeah, I I really wish they would make combat just a little more complicated. Yeah. Well, okay. So in one D and D, uh huh. Uh, they just came out with the results of their first um survey, and I was watching a interview with Jeremy uh, Gygax, not Jeremy Gygax, Jeremy Crawford. Um, and talking about it, and apparently in their next in the Warriors UA that's coming out, uh huh. Uh, they're they got a lot of interesting stuff for like melee people, and they're doing a lot more um specialized weapons and stuff like that. So I'm excited for like what that's actually going to be. Okay. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Marshals are just like they're cool as a concept, like hitting six times in one turn in six seconds. Mm -hmm. 
But like, it it kind of gets a little boring after a while. Yeah, so you need to be really creative as marshals. You need to like poke out their yeah. eyes or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next. Next one. Yes. This one's a really. This one's a, a world building question. Okay. Uh, it's from Sinestrid. Sinestrith. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not gonna try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My world has a ring of a shattered moon surrounding it. Parts of it are starting to fall out of the sky, but what is causing it? Steering away from any natural cause, I was thinking it would be a deliberate act. With the large rocks slamming into the landscape, the first to be blamed are the cloud giants, as they are known to drop large rocks from the flying castles, but they prove their innocence. So I'm left with who slash what is causing this. I thought about uh, homebrewing astral giants knocking them out of the sky, but I'm not sure if that is a good enough story. So what? So our, our job today is what other causes could be dropping these shards of mood out of the sky well the first thought i thought of the first thing i thought of was like like so i've like dragons that like are really scarily big mm-hmm. like think of world serpent from from like viking like, Norse mythology. mythology yeah 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 yes. Norse mythology. and so Jormungandr. like Jormungandr. Jormungandr. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then um, something's bothering this, like, world serpent. And, like, they live up there, like, live in the Shattered Moon. Mm. And, like, and like something's, like, disturbing it. And it's, like, crashing around all the place, hitting things by accident into Earth or whatever your planet yeah. is. And, yeah. yeah, this is because I've been playing Breath of the Wild and watching God of War playthroughs. Of course mm-hmm. you have. Of course I have. My first thought is there's some like magic cult or organization or whatever that's just yeah literally raining hellfire by literally using magic to make the to pieces of the moon to pull it down. Yeah. 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 I was thinking something of the same lines of that of maybe this is a sign of the apocalypse. Um mm. when the sky starts to fall. It's Ragnarok. Moves. Yeah. Oh, you so, can have a no, reference maybe to like uh, the story where like the sky is falling, the sky is falling like, outside, and the sky is not falling, but it actually is. Oh. Yeah. The animals start speaking. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 So, I, 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 my initial thought was like maybe another like cult thing who's raising, who's opening the doors to hell, and this is just a effect of that process. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. I think so, I think astral giants could be a decent idea. Um, it does kind of cool. feel like you're just kind of copying the cloud giants and be like, oh, they're different because they're space boys. <laughs> um, Imagine in D and D, like they go to space to yeah. fight them. That'd be really yes. cool. Could be a an interesting um, breakaway to spelljammer. I don't know what spelljammer is. Uh, it's basically D and D in space. Oh, yeah. okay. D and D in space. I would play D and D in space. Yeah, but I, mean, I think astrodads could work if you give 
a if you read enough backstory and lore for them. Yeah. You gotta just I mean, make them I, and put them in, it's a little cheap. Yeah. I, I think anything can work if you read it in. Like yeah. think about all the most popular fantasy shows and stuff. Like they're all so wild. Mm-hmm. Like the only reason why they do well is because of the execution. Like if someone came up to you with a concept of like just like giant robots fighting in space because because they're giant robots like that yeah. would not make any sense but you know they wrote the world well it's and kinda... it's pretty good so makes sense to me mm-hmm. makes makes sense to me too i like the the magic org idea mm-hmm. with the yeah. fuckers that are like let's rain hellfire but literally mm-hmm. What if we slam a moon rock into the earth so hard that it opens a gate to hell? You know? Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Because hell is down. And if you hit you hit rock into ground and make hole and hold hole down ground, hell. You yeah. know, that that that's actually very valid. Exactly. That like I could actually see that being a, a real motivation. Like that's good. That's good. I think another <laughs> idea. Do you like my medieval way of thinking? No, that, no, no, well, no, because that's literally, I mean, that's exactly, how, Bab- exactly. yeah. no, that's how they, that's how Babylonian mythology works, basically, like, Ishtar just kind of blew up the ground, and then you could walk into the underworld from there. Mm-hmm. I think another thing could be that um, someone angered a god, and so this is, like, retribution for that. Mm-hmm. Would, okay, now the question is, is the campaign about killing god? Or appeasing God. I mean, that's up to what the players decide to do. I, I think either would be cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Alright, what is our last question, David? Alright, last question by you slash prestigious taste 434. What went wrong with the one D Dragonborn? The new playtest feedback video shows that satisfaction scores were pretty high all around, but the Dragonborn surprised everyone by ranking quite low, even lower even than the new race, the Ardling. Jeremy Crawford gives a few reasons for this, but what do you think of the 2024 Dragonborn? What would you change slash keep? Full story here. I, uh, full story here. Okay. Um. Okay, should I just read the whole story, oh. or should I like give a summary? Oh, excuse me, sorry. Uh, um, I I think we should let's just pull up the one D and D Dragonborn. Okay, compared to the fifth edition, one D and D Dragonborn. Um, where do you find the one D and D Dragonborn? Yes. Okay. Wait, I found something. Okay. Okay. I found a YouTube video on it. I'm going to share the link with you guys. Alrighty. A sec there. So, basically, Dragon Sports haven't changed a lot. Mm -hmm. They're basically the same, but the only, like, change has been with the breath weapon. Okay. Uh, So, in 5th edition, like, each breath weapon had uh, a different shape almost like there were some that were in a 30 foot lines and some that were in 15 foot codes mm-hmm. the big change is that they made everything a 15 foot code that costs one action okay if you look at dragon board in fifth edition 
Click clack keyboard noises. Clickety clack. It's Dragon still in action. Um, yeah. So the only thing that changed is really that. Um, same. You won't choose the radius either. The damage is a d10 plus your level. Maybe still take half, but they can't pass the saving throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they it's a it's kind of a damage boost. So how much damage does it do now? No? Right now it's two D six. Okay. Just flat two D six. And so what this, will it become? Uh the one in the Unearth Arcada is one D ten plus your level. So okay. it scales up with you. Okay. One D ten plus your level. Okay. So, like at level one, you get a minimum of two and a maximum of eleven, which is less than. So, breath weapon also like scales. Now you get an extra d six at sixth level, eleventh level, and sixteenth level. So one d ten plus six is not a lot at all, compared to yeah. the three d six, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, you can do a minimum of six damage, or like seven damage. Yeah, but. I- I think it's a it's a it's about the same if you think about it because yeah you're you can't get up to eighteen but also you're gonna be doing better damage more often uh huh and then the the range is the same still well so like all the five by thirty foot lines are changed into five or fifteen foot codes okay um yeah <clears throat> um. I think they also changed it so it's they're all constitution saves, not dex saves. Interesting. I might be wrong on that one, though. But I think that's what I heard somewhere. Uh, something people were really worried about is that they just had a update with Dragonborn in uh, Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons that people mm-hmm. love. Okay. Uh, which is... It's and the they were gem. worried. They were worried that that meant they were taking that away, um, because okay. they only showed like base dragons, right? Mm-hmm. So with fizzbands, they like each of the types of dragons, chromatic, gem, and metallic, have like special abilities, right? Um, and also the breath weapon damage for those ones is one d ten. Damage type associated with your ancestry increases by 1d10 when you reach 5th level, 11th level, and 17th level. So they already have made the change to like a d10 type system. Mm-hmm. Um, it so might just be I, like, why are you changing it if it yeah. already works? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, right. But this I mean, is... I think they're, they were trying to simplify it because there's so many different types and different types of... Uh, like ranges and stuff specifically, so it sounds like they're simplifying. That's true. Are they getting rid of the Fizzband dragons? No, no. That's okay, something then. that uh, Jeremy Crawford made clear in the interview that came out today, uh, either today or yesterday. It was yesterday, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is that they're not getting rid of Fizzbands. Like, you can use the old. Apparently, when this is all done, you you can quote unquote use fifth edition with one D and D stuff. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah. I don't, we're going to do that because we're, we're, we're not, we're not paying money for anything. 
That's Actually, true. I mean, we are paying money uh-huh. for everything. Uh-huh. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I didn't say a word. That was all David. That was all David. So I'm paying money for everything. We still got like two years until when DD comes out officially. So they they're gonna keep making a lot of changes. Okay. As this goes on. Yeah, I mean, I get. I don't really know. I've never played a dragon porn, so Mm -hmm. I guess. The thing that went wrong with it is like, why would you change something that's already good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense to me. I mean, I don't entirely disagree with it, to be honest. Yeah. I I, I think the 1d10 plus level is sort of a nerf. Um, 1d10 only... plus level feels a little low to me, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, again, they're, they're going to make changes to it. Uh, there was a race in one DD that they just introduced called the Ardling that also got a lot of hate. Um, Ardling. So the Ardling was a half like angelic, half animal type thing. And okay. they were, people hated it because we already have our like angelic race of the ASMR. Uh-huh. And it they, they felt like Ardling should focus more heavily on that like beast man factor uh which i agree and i think jeremy crawford said that that's what they're going to be moving towards in the next couple uh uas okay so i'm really excited i'm really glad that uh wizards is like listening to the community about this one dd stuff Mm -hmm. because there's been a lot of books recently that's come out for fifth edition that's been um just sad and unsatisfying oh are you talking about the one with the citadel yeah citadel and uh spelljammer honestly they're both like mid okay <laughs> mid they <laughs> they got rid of a lot of like the lore behind like the new races and spelljammer didn't give very clear instructions on like how ship combat is supposed to work and stuff. Yeah. So they're kind of like putting a lot more work on the DM than they really need to. So. I'm glad uh, uh, Ghost of Soulmarsh <clears throat> combat is done so well. But we never really did it. There was no ship yeah, we, combat. We really didn't. You hopped I, onto a ship. There yeah, yeah. I, I meant like, ship, I meant like it's no designed well. Like, we, there is ship combat like in the module goes to salt. Not like, really. It. Is there not? I thought it was like pretty like, well defined. Like how like ships have like their own HP. There's yeah. like some stuff, but that's basically it. They don't go to like, we got, well, we what's got the a, ships. Um, we got, we got a weapon for the ship and never used it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we well, we kind of skipped some of the, uh, we skipped some of the adventures because we wanted to get the campaign over with before we all left for college. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of skipped out on some of the more seafaring ones because mm-hmm. they were kind of like offshoots of the main story. Yeah. Maybe we can make our own ship combat where like the you take the wind into account and you can't turn that fast based on what ship you have. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like each player can like do one action, but like mm-hmm. the, you need like multiple players to change ship speed. 
or like attack the sails or something. Yeah. Okay, I'm designing ship combat, like ultimate ship combat from my Viking campaign. For the, I thought cool. we were going to go for that pirate one we were talking about. Uh, we'll see. Um, yeah. and then what you could do, you could cast a like the wind spell and then change um, the wind direction, or like even completely change the wind direction. So sure. like, let's yeah, and then if you if you cast it and like oh, like you could like break their. If you cast it like completely, like, like directly onto their sail, like perpendicular, you might be able to like roll a DC or something and and break their mast. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I would like clearly state out that to be something you can do, uh, just to make the players actually have to think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they come up with, but like, yeah, it's good ideas. Yeah, and then like you gust of wind the wrong way and you break your own. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, there's right. so much stuff you could do. Yeah. Well, to sum it up, I'm excited for what D D. That's all I the questions sure. we had for this week. All right, guys. And uh, what does a goblin say one and a half weeks before final week? Who knows? But we'll see you next time. Hey!